there's been a lot of things over the past dozen or so years about uh, steroids and mm-hmm. cheating in sports. And uh, the problem with steroids is that they do make the players more interesting to watch, but it's cheating. I'm but, all for it. Amp them up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there's, a, there's, a, there's always been a lot of conversation like, why don't we just make it legal in the sport? That way it's not cheating. It's because people are like, I want to be as pure as possible. And like, okay, but some people want to see the ball hit to the next stadium in the next state. So True. I don't know. Yeah, and like they didn't want somebody to break Babe Ruth's record or whatever just because of the steroids. And then the other thing is the health effects. But to me, I think that steroids and other performance enhancing substances, I think that's great because mm-hmm. it inspires doctors to invent technology <laughs> that can help everybody. <laughs> because like most modern medicine is like for when you're already ill, like. There's not huge incentives to develop drugs that help healthy people or help them maintain health, except for in athletics. Right. So I think if we had maybe not the same sports, but new sports where performance enhancing drugs were allowed, it could really help humanity. Or pure, <laughs> pure steroid leagues. Yeah. Where the people who use steroids only go there. Only go there. That's a good idea. Yeah. But some sports would not you couldn't use them in all sports like lingerie football league. I wouldn't I wouldn't no. want steroids in that. No. No, no right. Or the Brazilian that. beach women's volleyball team. I no. wouldn't want steroids in that either. Right? <laughs> um <laughs> so so yeah, the other thing is most sports they limit human enhancement. They also limit equipment enhancement. Like there was the, the Tom Brady he deflated the football too much. Um, and it's so always a gate. it's always a gate. Yeah. <laughs> and there are like some exceptions to that. Like let's say golf, because I know you probably both love golf. Very um, much, man. Oh, yeah. So, oh, but yeah. golf is a sport where the golf club, there is some innovation allowed. They can try to use, like, titanium instead of some other, whatever other metal they right. use, aluminum. But for the most part, most sports, they might allow a tiny little bit of innovation in the technology that they use, uh, but not much. So my my idea is basically to allow human enhancement and equipment enhancement in a new set of sports and I call it the uh, the Innovation Olympics. And so you would have a, an Olympic event, like some running or swimming or a typical Olympic-type event. Mm-hmm. And it would be in a category. There'd be four categories. One is no human enhancement, no equipment enhancement. That's basically the normal Olympics. One oh, of the wait. categories would be you allow human innovation, but you don't allow equipment innovation. And then... The vice versa, you allow equipment innovation, but you don't allow steroids or any human innovation. And then the fourth category would be you, you allow both. So a particular event would fall into one of those four categories. And human innovation could be steroids, it could be genetic engineering, it could be like uh, surgically implanting like a third arm on a person, like just ridiculous shit, or uh, stretching out your legs like like they do to uh, little people to make them taller, giving somebody a heart that's bigger, like crazy futuristic shit that they might be able to do. What type of events are you thinking, though? So they're Olympic-type events. They involve a person, 
So no automated robots. Right. It's it involves a physical contest, like moving a ball from a place to a place, going really fast, shooting something, uh, controlling a robot that fights, or a car or whatever. I'm just thinking of like cyborg from teen titans like competing in the olympics right now like how amazing that would be <laughs> just him against regular people or like a whole bunch of cyborgs a whole bunch of cyborgs now nah, that would be sweet <laughs> that would be sweet the javelin throw would be amazing we're trying to promote innovation but it's still sports so like one type of innovation is design an energy efficient house that wouldn't be a sport. It wouldn't be in the Olympics. It's still a, f- a physical spectator sport. Right. It's promoting innovation, but the, the rules are simple. You just m- move a guy or a robot from here to there the fastest, whatever. Typical Olympic-type sport. Since it involves technical innovation and it's part of the actual event, there will be more companies trying to sponsor events and advertise and actually build the equipment. Like right now in the Olympics, you'll see like uh, Coca-Cola is sponsoring some team. But the sport has nothing to do with Coca-Cola. Right. But if the sport involves steroids and steroids are legal and so there's a drug company who sells steroids, they're going to promote that event. I can't wait till we reach that point in the future where there's like name brand steroids. Yeah. <laughs> like advertising. Or let's say not a steroid, but in the robotic exoskeleton that makes you really strong. Exactly. Like, so you can jump yeah. 30 feet in the air. Like, whatever company builds that, they're going to sponsor that event. They're going to put a lot of money into it. That commercial they're, would be awesome. Yeah. Not to derail, but I feel like we're approaching that with uh, marijuana. Like, in a few years, we're going to have like name brand sponsors of. We like we have Bud Light sponsoring the NFL. There's going to be a marijuana company yeah. that sponsors a major event. event. Well, like in Colorado and California, where it's recreational use is legal, do they have like TV commercials. Wow! I would, yeah, I would That's think awesome. That's got to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> you think I would have seen one on YouTube or something right. if they had them though? Because people, it just seems so weird to see a maybe a couple. We, we might be a couple years away, but I think we're approaching it. For sure. We're close. We're um, close. The other thing, you can have events which aren't technically possible yet, but likely will be soon with future technology. So basically, I'll get into an example later, but you could have an event where no team finishes and just no team medals. We're just going to see people try and fail. And that's <laughs> whoever comes the closest maybe wins or whatever. And so a lot of the events will be dangerous and deadly. Not deadly, deadly, but like skateboarding, like white people stuff where they're jumping on (laughs) 50-foot ramps or whatever. It's dangerous. If it was was made of like robot versus robot, then you can make it dangerous. You can put like two robots fighting over a sharp pit. And part of the reason I make they're intentionally dangerous is because we want people to get hurt because we're promoting innovation. So we're not only promoting innovation in the plane of the event – we're promoting innovation in the recovery from the injuries from the event. So part of the showing of the Innovation Olympics would be like they would have these montages of people who were injured in the past and the technology of making them better. And the Olympic Committee would pay for it if somebody got injured playing in the Olympics. And there's a goal to get a certain amount of people injured in the Olympics. It sounds horrible when I say <laughs> it that way. But the goal is to push the boundaries you're pushing the boundaries of performance. You're also pushing the boundaries of what we can do to have people recover. 
I don't know if you guys ever watched the show Jackass or skateboarding type shows. I think that what they do wouldn't have been possible 30 years ago because there wasn't the technology to fuse their bones back together with uh, screws and <laughs> whatnot. So we've already seen in skateboarding type stunts how increased medical technology can allow us to push the bounds of a sport and make it more spectacular and make the jumps higher and whatever. Right. We just didn't notice really as a society we saw jackass and we just laughed because it was stupid we didn't think about oh modern technology is making this possible and how great that is and how the technology of fixing dumb skateboarders knees it's helping people who get in car accidents grandma who falls and breaks her hip you know Mm -hmm. so that's a good point Mm -hmm. so now i'm going to get to uh some event ideas I'm thinking of how crazy, though, that event would be because nowadays, like when we saw Tony Hawk do a 720 or whatever trick that he was doing at the time, we were like, this shit is fucking amazing. But to imagine a robot just continuously spinning, 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 you're like, OK, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, some things, yeah, the robot, it doesn't have the uh, drama. At a certain point, it's not going to feel real and it's not we're not going to be attached to it anymore. I feel. Yeah, so most of the events wouldn't be just a person controlling a robot. There might be a few. Like I said, no artificial intelligent robots. So there's always at least a person controlling Mm -hmm. it with a joystick or something. So it's a human event. Yeah, if there's no human in it at all, it's not as exciting. So uh, the first event, I call it the human battering ram. So it allows equipment innovation, but no human innovation. So my idea is for a battering ram that people can get inside. Like, you know, those like Chinese dragons in parades or like if you're if you're picking up a canoe and the canoe is upside down, you can sort of get inside of it. Mm -hmm. So the idea is for this event, you have like a series of walls that you've got to push through. And there's like four or five people in this upside down canoe battering ram. And so when they get to a wall and they're going to push through the wall, they've got to tuck their feet up inside of it. So there's a bunch of technology and like having them know when to lift up their feet in, in the actual battering ram itself. And so as they're running, the first guy would have to lift up his feet when he got to the wall. And then once the first guy is through the wall, the second guy has to lift up his feet. And then the first guy can put his feet back down once they're through the wall. But they're running. They're doing that right. really quick. So it's like hurdles, but instead of jumping over a hurdle, you're plowing through a wall. That that was one idea human battering ram and you could either have it as speed contest or you could have the walls that they batter through right get thicker and thicker and they got to try to break through the strongest wall and i think there was a similar type of a contest like those crazy japanese game shows there was one of them where they had to run through a wall with four doors on it but like only one of them could go only, through. Yeah, only yes. one, of, one of them was I paper. I remember that show. Yeah, and they could go through. But that shit the other was ones ridiculous. were a solid wall, and they would just run into yep. the wall. <laughs> I'm thinking of that um, that show Hole in the Wall, where they had to make make the shape. Yeah. Oh, wall. that was ridiculous too. <laughs> okay, so uh, another event I call it um, vertical running, and that allows uh, equipment innovation and human innovation. So I don't know if you guys have ever seen Jackie Chan movies. A lot of his stunts have been in newer movies, like uh, comic booky type movies. But there was one movie in particular where he's on uh, like a corner of a 
a wall. Like he's kicking off of one corner onto the other corner onto the other corner, and he's able to scoot up up a wall. Like right, like Spider Man. That's amazing. Yeah, run up a ninety degree corner of a wall, and so. You could have like a, a treadmill that's like a 90 degree corner and they have to just keep going and going and going. But as they're going up, the treadmill is going down. Mm. Or you could just have them go up until they fall and you could have a wire to catch them. That's a good idea. What would be the innovation for? Like the grippy shoes and like, uh, mm. remember that South African runner? He didn't have legs, so he had those springy yeah. feet things. You could have like a springy type thing that helps you bounce oh, off the walls and. Okay, okay. Mm. I'm thinking they can't do grip because if it's the treadmill's going down and they grip the treadmill, much, they're right. gonna be rammed down. <laughs> yeah, right. Like a, like on an escalator at the at the top, at the you, bottom, gotta, yeah. you gotta lift your feet up, <laughs> otherwise they get sucked in there. Um, but again, yeah, injuries are a goal <laughs> in a less evil way than it sounds. So another one, uh, tightrope distance contest. So same type of thing. You're you're running or walking on a tightrope, but they're wheeling it back, so they have to keep going as right. far as they can. So, and then uh, artificial liver drinking contest. Okay, I oh, thought yeah. that would be fun to watch. <laughs> it's not a, as physical as the other events, but because it's an artificial liver, there's human innovation there. Right. I wonder if um, the people who are supposedly the champions of drinking now would still be the champions in like this innovative world like the irish are still killing it or the germans are just throwing back beers like i wonder if they would still do that in this in this type of event yeah that would be interesting (laughs) (laughs) they're still holding it down as the champions right if it still worked um everything played true so another event uh i don't know if you know what flugtag is there was a commercials for Red Bull Flugtag uh, oh, yeah, a couple like years ago. Planes or something. They had it in Detroit where people make these uh, homemade man-powered flying machines, and none yeah. of them work, so they just no. fall <laughs> off. Just the fall right off in the water. Yeah, it's great. That's <laughs> so that's a good example. I said earlier that some of them might not be possible yet. Right. So that's one of them that it might not be possible yet. Phantom fail would be great. And eventually, there'll be some some genius who'll come up with a way. A flugtog machine that actually flies, especially because they'll have Olympic level athletes with right. steroids and stuff powering them. Is this like the Wright brothers? Like, are people still trying to basically do, do that? But there's no engine, there's no motor. It's just them flapping their arms or oh, okay. spinning a bicycle oh, okay. wheel or They're whatever. Just crazy people. <laughs> and then they go off a cliff into a river. It's, it's I crazy. don't think it's impossible to develop a human powered flying be. machine. You would think they would go further than they do, but. Every time well, I've seen one, they just go flat. It's ordinary dumb, dumb people. But if you make it an Olympic sport and you've got the Olympic <laughs> athletes right. and you've got, you got top-of-the-line engineers and you've got uh, space-age materials like really light metals and plastics, nanotubes, whatever. True. Eventually, they'll get to the point where there'll be some sort of flying apparatus that's human-powered. I, I want that. one. <laughs> <laughs> so another idea, you could have a underwater endurance. Like how long can they hold their breath underwater or how far can they swim underwater and that would allow tech innovation and human innovation because uh i've heard articles where they can like replace all of the air in your lungs with like a blue liquid that liquid has like Hmm. oxygen in it somehow and that you can breathe like 20 30 minutes without taking a breath of air 
This reminds oh, me. Shit. I would of, love to see that. That Harry Potter. I don't know which one. I think it may have been Goblet of Fire. The one where they uh, he had to swim for a long distance and he had like ate some gum or something and he was yeah. able to swim underneath the water. It reminds me of that. <laughs> I think they have something, some weird chemical that I think I read one about. They want to do it for astronauts too. Like uh, if they can not have to breathe for 20, 30 minutes, they don't need the oxygen pack. They can just leave the uh, oh, space shuttle, go out no. <laughs> and just hold their breath. I would not want to be the first one to try that. <laughs> All right, you're good. Go out there. <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to have one more. This last one I think is is my favorite one. I call it the team pole vault, and that would allow equipment innovation and human innovation. So if you think about what a pole vault is, you have one guy running towards the the base of the pole vault thing, mm-hmm. and that base is stationary. And then once the guy puts the end of the pole vault on the ground, he gets shot up in the air. But once he's sort of up in the air, there's no energy getting put back in to make him go higher because he's not running anymore. So my idea, basically the goal is to allow the pole vault to shoot him up so high that he needs a parachute to get down. He's not even trying to to go over a stick. He's just trying to go as high as he possibly right. can. And then there's a he's wearing a parachute to come down. And your goal is to get him as high as he can go and not die when he lands. Right. So I looked what the world record highest pole vault was. It's 20 feet, 1.73 inches. That's fucking amazing. And I looked at what the shortest base jump is, which is a person jumping off of a high place with a parachute. That was 102 feet. So I think I have a way of getting the pole vaulter up to like 60 feet. And basically what you would do, the pole vaulter would be a really light person, like a, like a, a horse. <laughs> a little jacket person. So you'd have the base that you put the pole vault in would be on like a wheeled platform. And you would have a whole row of, I'm thinking of like football linebackers. They're pushing the base one way and then the people... At the other end of the pole vault stick, you have the little person. The little, the little person, person hanging out of the pole vault, <laughs> and he's on a platform, and there's a whole team of linebackers pushing him the other way. And so eventually the, the pole will collide with the base because they're both right. coming at it. Because they're both moving, that's twice as high, I, I'm right. guessing, because it's twice oh, as makes fast. Sense. It's makes colliding sense. twice as fast. But then once the pole collides with the base – the linebackers on the on the side where the pole touched are still running. So as he's going up, they're still providing energy to push him up even higher. And then having the extra light person. And then, yeah, so the, so the, the lowest base jump was 102 feet. You'd have to maybe come up with a parachute that can deploy quicker. So right. maybe you can jump from 60 feet instead of 100 feet. So there would be innovation there. So what's the highest pole vaulter? It was only 20 feet. Oh, okay. So I wanted to get him to go like 50, 60 right. feet. okay, yeah. And I think you can combine Somewhere. those. yeah. And if not, then they'll just keep landing and... <laughs> Hurting themselves. Maybe you could have up. some sort of padding that they would land on. Yeah, um, like regular pole vaulters. So that was my idea. I don't, I don't know if you guys have any ideas. Well, Tom, you had this idea, and I was thinking, um, you were talking about the little people being pole vaulted, and... The whole time you were, you were saying that, I was thinking about 
the event of little people throwing. Oh, mm-hmm. midget tossing, yeah, they call so, it. So what if we... What if we <laughs> so I've created... Like, correct. Right. So I didn't realize said, no. that I created... He said, no, a- I'm not making that correct. <laughs> <laughs> so what if we had, like, these super, super strong football linemen people throwing little people, like, javelin style at a great distance? Yes. Well... But then they come down with the parachute. Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> so we throw them really, really far to the point where they have to come down with the parachute. So it's almost like base jumping for the little person. Oh, maybe if he's on like uh, when I was a kid, I, I lived near a lake. And then when you're ice skating, if you have like a rope and somebody's spinning you in a circle and a rope, you can get going pretty, pretty fast. So if you had a little person holding on to a rope, and you had really strong people in the middle pulling him in a circle, eventually maybe he could get going so fast <laughs> that you could launch him off of a ramp and get him up high enough to require a parachute. I don't know if he would have to be light, though. Would that be overkill? But I don't think you, yeah, you could definitely... <laughs> there's no way you could just throw him that high. I mean, if we have the innovation to pump these uh, these linemen up with some steroids yeah, or something... Yeah, some super steroid linebackers. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, they can nap. They could throw them. I didn't realize that I was just reinventing. Uh, this is a dignified sport. <laughs> this is a, a party, uh, demeaning, party, humiliating thing. Oh, best believe as soon as we see this on TV, we're going to be trying it in our backyards to see if we can throw our little friends over Jeff <laughs> as far as we can. No, I, I think plus the pole, the pole vault that's launching the little person up so high that it needs a parachute. You're not going to be able to just buy that at Walmart. Well, you could buy it at Dick's Sporting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose people, dumb people, might try like just a ordinary a board. Stick. They might, and then the sticks <laughs> would be snapping and like shearing people's ears off, and uh, yeah. What are uh, pole vaulting sticks made out of? I don't know. Because they bend very... I would think some type of bamboo or something. Something real strong, but also bendable. Really bendable, yeah. But I don't know. I'm spitballing. <laughs> um, so what current sports do you think would benefit the most from like allowing steroids or allowing high-tech in them, like football... You would allow Tom Brady to have whatever right. football pressure he wants. On pressure he wants. <laughs> I've been getting crazy into like MMA, and so like I'm thinking they're already kind of steroid rampant, and they're trying to limit it. But if there was a league that you were just allowed to do steroids, like Pride, I guess, but like majorly like pushed, I think that people would watch it just as much as they would watch the UFC. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. I would like to see some kind of real life Mortal Kombat or um, with the fatalities. <laughs> yeah, somehow they should innovate to shoot fireballs out of people's hands. Dio, that would be That's crazy. That's what I'm. Down <laughs> I would dig that. <laughs> I actually had a weird idea similar to that. <laughs> One of the things that people want to invent is like tiny nanobot-sized drones. Mm-hmm. And my thought was, well, if you have these tiny drones that are, like, flying around in the air and they're so small that you can't see them, if you line them all up in a row, if you had a taser and you tased that line of drones, 
you might be able to like create a lightning bolt that went like exactly where you wanted it to go. It's interesting. So basically, you'd have to somehow tell those tiny little mosquito-sized drones to all line up in a line. And so they're almost touching. Maybe they even have like little wires that extend out and touch. So you're holding a taser, and then when you turn on the taser, it just, the lightning goes down the line. So you'd either have to have like a control to tell it where to go, or it would have to follow a laser sight. Or they know that if you're looking at that person, that's where they're supposed to line up. Is this um, um, yeah. like an event for the Olympic, or, or is this like <laughs> that's just for fun? Some, some evil Sounds guy. Like a, <laughs> that's just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but football, so you could have the deflated football, and then my thought—I don't know how good this would be. They have the the football video games. Like I'm thinking, like Super Nintendo type games, where mm-hmm. it's a top-down view. Right. What if you had like a, the football players wearing some sort of glasses that gave them a top-down view of the field, mm. so they would know if somebody's coming behind right. them. The That's quarterback would definitely benefit. Especially, he would super benefit from that. <laughs> especially Aaron Rodgers uh, from that last game. <laughs> Shit, he's taking all of the hits. <laughs> they pulled it out though. Yeah, that would be a great idea because a blindside hit on the quarterback looks ridiculous. <laughs> it just. Like, <laughs> looks like they just think, right? Hey, somebody oh. just knocked their head off. That's a great idea. You should sell that to the NFL. DC Bradley, Robert E. Johnson III, and I'm your host Tom Walma. This is Creativity Wasted. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a review or rating on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you got it. I have a website, creativitywasted.com, and I also started a Patreon. So if you love the show, consider donating to Patreon. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.